0: Chapter Fifteen of the Photographer's Evidence. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit org. The Photographer's Evidence by Nicholas Carter. Chapter Fifteen, Daddy Drew's Dive. What those two scoundrels! cried Nick. Yes, you were right when you prophesied that we would come upon them again. Nick looked suddenly at the picture. By Jove, he muttered. I believe I know them now. I haven't a doubt of it, said Patsy. But you couldn't swear to it to the satisfaction of a jury. True, and the jurymen could look at the picture for themselves and see that the likenesses are not there. "'We've got to get more evidence than this, Patsy. "'Nobody saw them do the deed. "'This picture almost tells the story, but not quite. "'But go on. You must have more to tell.' "'A little. I shadowed Hamilton and Thompson to a dive where you and I have been before. "'Daddy Drew's.' whistled Nick. "'That means a fight with all the crooks in Denver if we go there.' "'Well, that's where they are, and they're waiting for Claymore.' All right. We'll go there and get them, then, if we decide we'd better arrest them. Is that all? Not quite. Knowing they were there to stay, I ran back to Claymore's office. He had just put out his lights and was leaving the building. He went to police headquarters. Did you go in, too? Oh, with a disguise, yes. I saw that Claymore had a private talk with Kerr. Then he went out again. How did he look? "'Rocky, but he was saying very good and quite right to Kerr.' "'Hmm, that means that Kerr told him,' said Nick. "'Told him what?' asked Patsy. "'What I have done. "'He shouldn't have said a word, "'but I can understand how he should make such a slip, "'for Claymore was the first to direct suspicion at Hank Lowe.' "'What became of Claymore?' "'He went home. He lives in a boarding-house. We "'We must have him.' Come on. They left the hotel together hurriedly. In a corner of Daddy Drew's Dive, the worst place in Denver, sat the two men who had escaped from Nick Carter and Helena a short time before. They had liquor in front of them, but they drank little. Every time the door opened to admit a newcomer, they looked that way eagerly. The place was pretty well filled. All the scum of the city seemed to drift in there, for it was known that once inside the doors... A man need not leave until morning. Daddy let his customers sleep on the floor if they had nowhere else to go. At last it was closing hour. The doors were locked and the curtains pulled tightly across the windows. Jack Thompson muttered an oath. He's going to bilk us, he muttered. Not him, responded Hamilton. Wait, I tell you, the night's young yet. He can't afford to bilk us, don't you see? No, I don't. He might skip, but he's not suspected. He's got every reason to stay, for here is where the money is. He'll get around before the night is over. I hope he brings his wad with him. He will. They were silent for a moment, and then Jack muttered, I'd have liked it better if he'd paid us for the other job and not asked us to tackle the detective. Pooh, what scares you so? Nick Carter ain't that enough? Nick Carter is dead. Do you believe it, Nat? I'm going to tell Claymore so. Jack shuddered. I see you don't believe it, he said, but I hope Claymore comes along and believes it. Then he'll pay us, and we can skip before the cuss comes to life. Nat Hamilton smiled. He won't come to life if he's dead, he remarked coolly. "'Any more than the preacher chap will.' Ugh, grunted Jack, and they were silent again. "'Not less than thirty men were in the place. "'They were fairly quiet, for they knew that loud noise might bring the police down on the dive, "'and then their night shelter would be closed up. "'But they were a tough lot, and every man of them would have joined in to help anybody there "'if a policeman, or a dozen of them, had come in to make an arrest.' This was so well known that the police usually waited for their men to come out before trying to arrest them. There hadn't been a murder in Daddy Drew's for a long time, and a tough present on this night remarked to another that one was about due. A few minutes after twelve, there was a light knock at the door. The bartender, who went to it and looked through a slide, came back to Nat. Fella out there asking for youse he said. Both men got up but Nat pushed Jack back into his chair. ''I'll see who it is,'' he said. He went to the door and looked through the slide. Claymore's face appeared there as if it were a picture in a frame. ''He's all right,'' said Nat to the bartender. ''Friend of mine. Let him in.'' The door was opened, and Nat's friend came in. As he went to the back of the room silently with Nat, many curious glances were cast at him. ''Who's he?'' asked one of the others and those who answered came pretty near to guessing the truth. Some fellow, said they, who gets others to do his work for him. Two or three knew Claymore by sight, and they were not surprised. Well, said the newcomer, when he sat down at the table in the corner, and three heads were put close together. We done it, said Nat. Sure, he's dead as a nail. There was a short pause. Then, in a low voice, You lie, Nat. Both the criminals started angrily, but they gritted their teeth and looked at the man, who added, He's just as alive as I am. Less than an hour ago, he brought Hank Lowe in on a charge of murder. Then, exclaimed Jack, it's all right, ain't it? No, it isn't. Carter believes that Lowe is innocent, and he has arrested him for a bluff. He knows that you did it. Jack turned ghastly pale. Nat looked as if he didn't believe it. "'He can't have any evidence against us,' said he. "'He'll get it. You know Nick Carter.' "'But how can he get it? Nobody saw us.' "'Somebody must have seen you enter the hotel.' "'No,' said Nat positively. "'I swear, Claymore, we got in without being seen.' "'You haven't told me how you managed that?' "'No,' For you sent us down the road on the chance of a pot shot at the detective. I'll tell you. There's an office building next to the hotel, you know, with an alley between. Yes. We went in there and found an empty room. It was easy enough to pick the lock and get in. Then we found that a short board would reach from the window to an open window in the hotel. Jack went out and swiped a board from the place where they're putting up a new building. At twenty-five minutes past three, we put the board out, crawled across, "'and got to the preacher's room without meeting anybody. "'And left the board there?' "'Not on your life,' replied Nat. "'We took the board in and hid it in a closet "'until we had tumbled the preacher out of the window. "'Then we slipped back, "'returned to the office building by the same way, "'and so went down to the street. "'And left the board?' "'Of course. "'We weren't going to lug it around in the daylight. "'What harm could it do in an empty room?' Oh, no harm at all, of course, very sarcastically. Nobody would find it and wonder about it. Oh, no. What do you mean, Claymore? I mean this. Nick Carter has that infernally sharp Patsy along with him. I believe you know Patsy. Yes, confound him. So I say. But while Nick went out to get low, Patsy was nosing around town. He probably found that board. He probably saw you two fellows, and knew you. Then he put two and two together, and the long and short of it is that Carter is after you. "'We'll be hanged, sure,' groaned Jack. "'There's only one way out of it, boys.' "'Well?' "'Carter will come here to a dead certainty. He knows the town, and knows that this is the place where you would most likely hang out. He'll come here.' "'Then he'll get a warm time of it,' said Nat. "'If you think so,' stay but you know the carters if you want a chance to escape take it now there's a train for san francisco runs through here in half an hour you can catch it come on said jack rising hold on a bit said nat who pays the freight we haven't had our money yet i got it but i'll be hanged myself if i pay you in here get out on the street i'll go with you part way to the station and settle with you don't wait urged jack that's good advice carter may break in here any minute or he may sneak in in disguise that's his most likely way and then you'd be nabbed before you know it nat was rather pale now i'll give him a fight for it if he comes he muttered but he got up and the three went out when they were on the street nat turned will you settle now he asked don't be in such a hurry was the sharp reply Your only safety is to get away from this place. Walk along toward the railroad. I'll be close at your heels until I think it's safe to stop and settle. Nat hesitated. Don't you dare try to skip without paying, he hissed savagely. I'll settle with you both before you get to the station. Get a move on. Carter may be here the next second. The crook started away, looking back frequently to see that Claymore was following. He kept about a half a block behind them. Nobody but themselves seemed to be on the streets. There was a drunken man staggering along some distance ahead, but he didn't count. He too disappeared around a corner before the crooks came to it. When they were about to pass that corner, a quiet voice behind them said, "'That'll do. We'll settle here.' "'All right,' responded Nat. Both men halted and turned about. They looked into the muzzles of two revolvers, The face back of the hands that held the weapons was not that of their employer, Claymore, but that of their deadly enemy, Nick Carter. End of chapter fifteen. Recording by Todd.